the guy who made the um, the Thomas Tank Engine mod for Skyrim that replaces all the dragons with Thomas Tank Engine. No, what, um, what has he done? Mattel came after him. Oh, really? And said oh. that, and said that um, it's it's affecting the brand. But the fact that they specifically said like the fact that he's shown. The, the fact that he's shown that, like, when you kill one of the dragons, the Thomas Tank Engine explodes, that was the thing they had the problem with, not that Thomas oh, Tank Engine Oh, they had a problem was... with it, okay, being, harring Thomas the Tank Engine, not... Yes, not Thomas Tank Engine sent people on fire, yeah. Right, okay. I thought it was just a really strange, like, that's the thing that harms the brand. Ladies and gentlemen of the internet, this is the Gaming to Start podcast for the 21st of May 2019. My name's Callum. My name's Ewan. And normally this is the time of year where we'd talk about Eurovision, but Eurovision wasn't actually very good this year. No. Um, and is so... Yeah. It wasn't I don't the- really want to talk about how bad Eurovision was, but there was like a couple of good things and nothing really interesting, so yeah. it's not And also not a like, topic. kind of mired in a bunch of politics that I'm not in any position to be yeah, able to talk like, about no and one, stuff but no one like, can really talk about all the weird background shit that was happening there yeah but it's kind of disappointing wasn't a good year wasn't a good year no but it's always a, it's always more just that like you me and i know a couple of my friends all just sit on im and talk about the nonsense that's happening on screen it's, yeah it's, it's, it's usually it's usually really good for like wackiness which i think was the problem this year is that there just wasn't any it felt like it was very clean Serious? cut and yeah. straight or yeah it felt like it was either really really power really powerful meaningful ballads or peppy pop songs it, it was wasn't really yeah it wasn't weird enough i don't think yeah but um iceland yeah. were obviously weird with their like bdsm murder club <laughs> nightmare but that was like yeah that was kind of it that Mad was... max meet europop yeah it was yeah which was great but like All everything else was kind of boring bizarre yeah but yeah disappointing but oh well. Yeah, um, disappointing. It kind of go. It kind of goes with the the drought that we're experiencing in video games as well. Where it's yeah, not, a little bit. Not a lot going on. There really isn't. And I looked at the next two Which, weeks as well early, and I was just like, yeah, there, there's not really much there either. Yeah, it's it's usually these sort of times that people find like. Um, like weird indie shit to play which is which, exactly which what i'm going to talk about <laughs> yeah i'm also going to talk about an indie game but that's uh that's kind of the, the their moment to shine is like when when all the when all the the big games are kind of like asleep yes the little games have more of a chance to come through and uh, even, have their moment but even to be like i was thinking about this recently like a lot of the bigger games have not been what they want, what they were expected to be recently. Like, if you were like, if you no, were looking- like Rage Two kind of like didn't do anything, and yeah, I kept, that's that's like the big the biggest release recently has been Rage Two, and everybody just kind of went, eh, yeah. that was it. Like, there's a massive just kind of meh noise from yeah, very very big it. shrug, and that was it. Yeah, like, um, but yeah, there's not not a lot, so we're probably going to talk yeah. about small, like some other things you might not have heard of. 
which is always yeah. interesting, I think. Which is usually your purview, so you can, yeah. you can go first, because so, you, you normally talk about the weird shit. So. Yeah, the weird shit. Well, a couple of things. Um, the weird shit made by some dude in a basement somewhere. Like that's... <laughs> Aren't all video games that? I found, I found this indie walking simulator that's 45 minutes long, and it was made by one person. Yeah, okay, I know you're joking, but... The first game I want yeah, to talk I know about. You're actually, the, the, the reason that joke worked is because the game you're about to talk about is an indie walking simulator that's 45 minutes long. But um, well, it's 30 minutes long and it's made by a team. But um, it's, it's a game called um, Burning Daylight, which I, yeah, which is actually something I meant to play before this, but I got really busy yeah, yesterday. Well, it, like it. I can't really talk about it because it's like it's half an hour and it's very yeah. much about seeing it for the first time. So and it's free as well on Steam. It's um. It's a student game made by, I think it's a team in Norway, I think, like an animation school in Norway, um, made in Unreal Engine. It's right. one of the most visually surpri- surprising is the wrong word. Like Striking? Yeah, like there's scenes of it that you feel like you just kind of want to take as a frame, as like right. a painting. Yeah. Like it's so out there with some of the stuff that's in there and visually like camera angles and stuff like things you don't normally think about in these type of games like camera angles and lighting and stuff like that it's just incredible you should probably also direct to dwell yeah later. you should also probably put a warning on it that there is there are genitalia in this game like it's kind oh. of mentioned at the start like your character starts completely buck naked and there's this dong out yeah that's that's in the the video on steam as yeah well, it's it? it's sti- like it's, little dingus running around. it's heavily stylized but just so people know there's there's some content in there and um, people should go play that thing like i was genuinely shocked about how interest like how much setting they've put in this thing and it, it leaves a lot of it does what you want with these smaller things where it leaves a lot of like i could see this turning into a full game with this world with this premise what is this thing what does that mean for the all that kind of stuff it was very it was really really cool it was burning daylight yeah go play that so there are two things um i had briefly you know that thing where like you add a thing to your steam wish list and then about like a year later it, it appears it goes on sale a little bit and you're like oh uh, yeah, yeah vaguely, i did yeah. that thing i did add that thing so i don't actually think this thing's that old but i think it maybe just came out at a discount, but whatever it was, appeared at the top of my um, of my wish list again. I'm just making sure I know that it was what the the final price was on it. Um, when did this come out? This came out February. Okay, so yeah, it must have it must have gone on sale. Um, it's called Night Team Four. N I T E Team Four. Um, okay. It is. It is a hacking game. Uh, I. I like uplink, Shocking. like hacknet, but yeah. and so there's a couple of things about it. One is that they're definitely going. So one of the presentation is like nothing I've ever seen before in these type of games. Like I've played most of these games that exist, and they yeah. kind of like uplink was very bare bones because of when it came out, and then hacknet put like a like a movie layer on top of it of being like this is like movie hacking, and like they've added some visualization. Yeah, it's really stylized. Yeah. And, yeah. Nineteen four blows this out the fucking water. Like it's just sorry. What is this? Is this on Steam? Like yes. what's this game called? N N I T E N I T E Team Four. Um, okay. And if you look at the the why is this game? Why is this game sixty pounds? Oh no, no, it's that's not. the bundle. The game is twenty seven seventy nine. Right. Okay. Um, sorry. Continue. Yeah. So it's this is like full on like. 
There's video. I think it's done in Unreal Engine. Like, there's... It's just... Cr- oh, I think it looks weird. Yeah. Right? It's... Like, all those screenshots on the Steam page are, like, in-game. Like, that's what it looks like. Um, so, so this is, like... This is, like movie hacking if the person like kind of understands how to hack a computer like kind, maybe kind of maybe but like it's such a weird game right because it's got this visual layer on it which is like yeah nobody who ever hacks it does not look like this this is all very yeah it never looks there. like this yeah but it's got a layer of um so you're 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 like a basically like a like an arm of the pentagon kind of thing like a kind of secret team who does cyber ops for the u.s right. government um, but it's got, and then it's got a layer of like almost um, like mobile game inspired like UI on top of it, where like you'll complete a mission and a thing will pop up in the front that says like, "Oh, here's the points you got," and like it feels like like there is no microtransactions, but it feels like microtransactions would not look out of place in this the the UI presentation sure, of something. Yeah. And then on top of that, there's this layer of like super realism. That was originally kind of yeah. off-putting. The stuff that's there is like showing you like uh, like satellite imagery mm. and like uh, intro- hack into people's like phones and stuff like the that. The intro looks- video has got um, like straight up footage of Hillary Clinton when she was Secretary of State yeah. in the US talking about like yeah. it's that kind of level. And then you actually go in and you do the the gameplay part of it and like so for instance like there's one of the ways you you investigate a, a system. Is that if you've got a if you've got a, like a IP address or like a URL for a system and you want to find like subsystems under it that are not normally listed, there's a couple of ways you can do it. One of the ways you do it is like you basically just hammer like a like a search like a uh, web search place like Google and just like try a bunch of words and see if anything comes back with the result. And it does that automatically. But when you're passing parameters to the command, like you just straight up pass in Google.com. And like Bing.com. Yeah. To the point where like, can you do that? That seems like trademark infringement. Like use surely. Google, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they talk about like the voice acting talks, like that's doing it, talks about Google as the thing for the, th- that was a whole thing. And then when you actually get into a system and you have to, or you have to penetrate to actually get into a system, like you do a, you do a net stat and it's like, oh, here's all the services running on this on all these ports. And it'll show like, oh, this one, this particular service is out of, um, out of, uh, is not the latest version. So it's got exploits that you can then use. And then when you go, you take that and then you run it through the bug data, the internal bug database, which is like, oh, this version of this software has this bug. So here's how you break through it. Like it's like an internal oh, database sure. thing. But yeah. the thing about it is that like, so you're familiar with CVEs? Um, the uh, cr- critical no. vulnerability exploit I can't remember but CVEs are like the global bug database for software that needs protecting right, for security sure. reasons so like so all of the big um, the big exploits you've heard of in the news they all have a CVE number so like Heartbleed for instance from a couple of years ago has a yeah. CVE number because it's like it's a bug in this software of this version and all that kind of stuff so this straight up gives you back like CVE numbers for like so one of the, so the, one of the things so oh, like real world CVE so numbers. I've only, so to be to be hundred percent clear I've only played the demo of this which does like yeah the training and the first mission 
and the the training machine is like, oh, this this um, server is running like an old version of Apache, which is like a web server. So you go, okay, yeah. like find bugs in version X of Apache, and it comes back the CV number, and I'm like, I, hmm, and I just took the CV number and Googled it, and the bug that comes back is the real a real bug in Apache from a specific time. I'm like, huh. oh, that's okay. hmm, okay, sure. Um, and then you, and then, but the way you actually exploit it is a very kind of movie, and you're like, oh, it's this software, this thing, and blah, blah, blah. it's kind of more like a. Um, that bit is kind of more like a detective game where you're like, I know what I need to do, but I need to gather evidence on how to do it. Like, you know, I need to pull together this, yeah. this software and this version. You need and to go and do some investigation. And then once you get yeah. it, you hit the button and it and it goes. Um, it's super interesting. Like, it it's pulling together a bunch of weird, different threads that I need to see where it goes. It When I originally saw it and I originally saw uh, downloaded the demo, it was a little bit cheaper. So it's, like I said, it's currently like... 28 pounds i don't know how long it is it seems pretty long and pretty in depth that 30 pound is maybe a little bit more than i normally pay for these type of things but mm. the presentation of it was something else so i might have yeah. to just get back into it but there's, there's a demo on steam people should go check out if you're interested in this kind of thing it's a fantastic looking thing and it seems like yeah. they're, they're going a, a subtly different direction than a lot of the other hacking games that i've played um it's very cool um now, the last thing I want to talk about is a game called Unforeseen Incidents, which I okay. could not even tell you how I found out about this. It may have just been a Steam recommendation. I can't remember. Sure, yeah. But it's like a three-man team, um, and it's a traditional-ass point-and-click adventure game. It is like... Classic-style interactive mystery set in a beautiful hand-painted world. There you go. It is, it is a point-and-click game. You have inventory, you use things on things. Oh, this thing. I've seen footage of this game. Yeah. Oh, okay, have you? Sure, okay. Right. So yeah. I, I I don't know how, but I remember seeing this. <laughs> like I said, yeah. I have no idea how this came to me, but it I picked up a while ago and then was like, I need something to play and started playing this. It's um, it yeah, I'm kind of conflicted about it. Like I really like Is it is is it a game where you pick up items and rub them on other items? Is totally. It is a traditional yeah. adventure game. Like there's nothing the it's not it's not like Telltale games where they're kind of revamping the formula and it's like real-time. Like, you point and click, you move about, you grab items, you put items on other things. Like, it's that game. It is 100% that kind of game. Yeah. The things that make it kind of stand out are um, the voice acting is kind of tremendous. Like, they've done a really good job of giving all these characters real kind of personality to them. Again... It's been a really good couple of years for Scottish voice actors. The um, the scientist, your your um, mentor, is a really good. I can't quite place the accent, but it's definitely from Somewhere around here. In Scotland. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of really good humor. The characters are real good. There's a lot of kind of side people that have enough, have a lot going as well. Um, if it, I was reading about it actually, the because it's a German game, I think originally the developers, and rather than or the game was originally in German, and rather than just doing a tr- direct translation, which doesn't really work in games that are as dialogue heavily as this, they brought yeah. in like an English comedian and being like, "Here's what we're going for. Can oh, you help? Okay, turn this out." So a lot That's of the, a smart idea, yeah, and uh, the voice acting really sells the dialogue. Like, there's a lot of pretty funny conversations that happen in there. Um, 
and also it's got a very kind of um, so is so, it like is it funny like, yes is it... it's got a real it's, oh, got okay, a, sure. it, it's funny and it's got an edge to it as well um so the, the the setup is that you play as a um you play as a kind of handyman who went went to college and then came back and didn't really do anything with his degree he's an electrician and kind of tech handyman guy um and the town he lives in um has been it's weird like he talks about it like a town but like it feels like a town that a bunch of like tech has just been dropped on from space like there's like cables right. everywhere and like everything seems connected to a bunch of other stuff and it's it's a really cool style um so i but what's been happening is there's a uh, yale town is that the town he lives in and there's a thing called yale town fever which appears to have been like making people sick in the town and nobody's quite sure why but there's this company come in called rhs the rancho health corporation rhc sorry the rancho health corporation have come in and they're like we're dealing with it don't worry we've we've, we've got it under control and so the, the game kind of starts as you kind of fill out a lot of this stuff um and then the site your mentor who's a who's a biologist um is like also researching the the disease and all that stuff and it spirals out from there and i don't really want to get too much into where it goes from but it's a cool setup but in terms of actual gameplay stuff like it is like again it is very much one of those games where i was happy to see at least each chapter or each you're you never don't know what to do or what your next goal is so like Mm. the first chapter is about like hey we need to get my my old car working again so that we can get out of the town and go to a place that we need to go to and you go you open the hood of the car and it's like oh all these bits are fucking missing and the first chapter is you going around the town getting bits to fix the car right Right. so you know that the mission is to fix the car but there is no there's no guidance really about what you need to do and how you get some of those bits are a little bit obtuse and how you would and like the, the steps you need to take are a little bit obtuse they at least have the thing where you can press spacebar at a time and on the screen it shows you everything interactable on that screen, which is oh, that's a good. brilliant yeah. thing. But it's definitely a case of like, you have to talk to the same person a couple of times to get the thing out of them you need. Like you can't yeah. just talk to everyone once. Click on every item in your inventory and use it on every totally. other item. And, and then also like there's, so the only the, the only item you start with is like a multi-tool. So that multi-tool has five tools inside it. It's got like a wrench and a knife and a screwdriver. Oh, okay. So yeah. you already start with a bunch of stuff. You need to try on, on everything. Um, and then the stage I got to, I got like three, four hours in and there's a stage where you have to uh, you get given a like a old woodman's like survival guide and it's like you need to build a fire so so we're not cold and you read through the book and it's like you need to get flint and and tinder and wood to keep going and all this kind of stuff and i was like i i looked up a walkthrough to see exactly where all this stuff came in and it was like all the areas you've been to before, you need to visit all of them again and find these particular four pixels on the ground to get everything. And I'm like, oh no, ah, no, you had me. And then I just don't want to do not this. this again. Yeah. Um. But like the 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 story part of it really really kept me going until that point. I was like, I'll need to come back to this, and I kind of put it down again because it was just like it's just missing. Like it doesn't give you enough 
of a push to where you need to go to the point where I, the next thing I was going to be, have to do was just work through this walkthrough of like, here's the five yeah. things with the five steps. That sounds that, that sounds like how you handle those sort of games is just totally. have the walkthrough open and tell you what specific part of the screen kind it of, is you need and to I was, click on. Yeah. yeah, and I wasn't using it for a lot of stuff, but every now and then I would look at something and go, like, I have zero idea what to do with this. And then yeah, of course. Yeah. But um, it's super interesting. I will probably end up finishing because I want to see what they do with the to resolve the story a little bit. Um but yeah, it's cool. It's called Unforeseen Incidents. It's on Steam. Mm. I think just Steam. Yeah. It might be on something else. Hold on. I'll, I'll very quickly check it. Um, but yeah, it's it's very cool. And it's good to see that there's a... Um, um, like these kind of games still exist. Oh, it's on... Oh um, yeah. I, like people, people will make these kind of games because they are very uh, reverent of it in their childhood. So people sure. will want to um, recreate I it. I can't tell if all those me. kids that sat and played monkey island like us exactly sat and want to, totally yeah um i can't tell if this means oh it's on mac i thought it was on ios sorry it's on pc and mac basically right now sure so yeah it's cool um cool. yeah that was my, that was kind of my my thing what have you been up to? Right. um so i got a couple of things uh i want to talk about destiny but it's more in news um mm. than it is in games so we'll get to that yep um but the, so the two things i've been doing are um i've been casually playing the elder scrolls online oh really um as a lot of people seem to have been doing this game seems to have gotten like a very big resurgence fairly recently okay as people have like maybe maybe it's like people trying mmos waiting for the wow classic beta to start or whatever but a lot of people kind of cut suddenly went oh yeah i should try that elder scrolls online thing um and i've had it in my steam library for a while and i've never really Devin, Devin dove and dove. Did they get like a patch yeah. or something? I don't know. Well, the, there's there's all the stuff they're talking about. Like they, their their elsewhere expansion comes out soon, so let you go to elsewhere. Like people, the two times I've seen people get into it are when they talked about the Dark Brotherhood and when they talked about Morrowind. Those right. people, people then went, "Oh shit, it's the the real shit that I know." And <laughs> it's the Skyrim to, that I remember. Yeah, it's the thing. It's the thing that I know. It's the Dark Brotherhood and it's Morrowind. And yeah, but I I uh, I'd never really I tried it a little bit, but I'd never really given it like an honest go at it just to see what it's like. And yeah, so I'm like casually playing through it now, but it's it's a really cool MMO. Like it does. They've they've now gone to extreme lengths to make it feel like an Elder Scrolls MMO as opposed to it just being an MMO set in the Elder Scrolls universe. I mean, that was the big thing, so right? Is like, that originally it came out and they were like, oh, this is not enough like the the other Elder Scrolls games. Like, why would I ever yeah, play this? You can't, you can't do the Elder Scrolls thing of getting put in the world and going, I'm going to go that way yeah. and just do stuff. Like, you couldn't do that before. You can now. But it is, it was a thing that, it was a thing that people really wanted and it was a thing that I kind of thought it would do initially. Because right. when you say Elder Scrolls, it's like, that's what you think of. Yep. But it took them a while before they got their, I think it was called Tamriel Unlimited patch. Yeah, that was the one where that they, people came back. They said, okay, the entire world is now level scaling. Like, every quest scales to your level, so you can do whatever, wherever. You can just go and do it. Sure. Which is really cool, which actually then starts moving it towards feeling like an Elder Scrolls game, where it's just like, walk in any direction and you'll hit things that are appropriate to your level and you'll find the cool hidden shit that is all over Elder Scrolls. And yep. It's... And it's so it's it, it's your usual MMO fair where it's just like zone based leveling and you've got your like hotbar skills to worry about. Mm-hmm. The targeting's mouse targeting as opposed to just like select a, an enemy and use your spells on it. You have to like 
move your mouse over it so it has like active attacks was it that before um, yeah it was it's always been that it's just it's, oh, this is okay. one of the, the like small ways that it differentiates itself uh, from traditional animals gotcha, a lot gotcha. of its um attacks are like they they're set up kind of like i was i would say like the the division where it's like you pick an aoe to affect and then right. the spell goes down or it's in like a straight line or whatever it's that right, sort right. of like active targeting as opposed to just going i want to cast my fireball on that guy and then yeah, yeah. whatever um but it's I, I, I there's not really a lot i can say about it because it's, it is just an mmo like but it's it I've been very, very casually just sort of like going into it for a couple hours every so often and being like, oh, this is, it's fun because it is just like, you can, you can do pretty much whatever you want. And it's backed up by some actually really good writing for MMO. Right. Like it's all fully voice acted and it's written like an, like an Elder Scrolls story where it is just like, you come across people and you find stuff and they like tell you their story and there are problems and you can go and sort them and so does, it's, does it's, it's, it's actually pretty neat like it's so does it feel like this was what like i'm trying to does it feel like this is what the natural evolution of skyrim going multiplayer would be like or yeah the kind of, yeah it, 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 it's it is, it is the like the multiplayer elder scrolls experience like it right. would be all right I, or at least i feel like it is maybe the people that played it for years are like no this doesn't feel anything like elder scrolls but to me like the the core of the Elder Scrolls experience is there where you can like pick up anything you want at any moment. You can get marked as a thief. You can, there, you, it's, it's one of the few MMOs other than like Eve and like the weirder ones yeah, yeah. where you can get physically marked as a criminal and like, right, right. Like, I mean, it means that you can't go into towns, but there's like an underground thieves network and like there are a lot of things in this in the universe that mean that you can do your elder school like if you just want to go and be a straight murderer you can do that <laughs> nice. and but it, it'll be bad for you because you won't be allowed in any of the main towns but yeah, you can yeah, yeah use this like underground network and stuff but it is a thing that you can do and they let you do it um which I wonder, is interesting I, like it's i wonder if um because elder scrolls like it didn't start great or elder scrolls online didn't start great but then eventually picked up its yeah they've, it's, they, they've they've done a lot of good work to that game so it i is. wonder if that was the premise for fallout 76 was i wonder if they were like hey elder scrolls online we took one of our franchises online and it did really well eventually let's take that learning and put it online and they just royally fucked it or did it just like maybe i don't actually know like i mean it's just like as because it is it is just uh, bethesda that make it like right they've not licensed it yeah. yeah, yeah. right so well, like, it's Zenimax you... online. It's Sorry, their, like, online, online division. Yeah. But like, why would you? Mm. Yeah, like I'm wondering why you would not just roll out, like take a lot of that stuff and put it into Fallout and see if it would work. Because it seems like a lot of the, the mechanics are there, right? Yeah, it, it, it's it is solidly like it's first person. Like you point, and, you yeah. point attack. Like, yeah, yeah, know, it's it, it's there. You can go, okay. you can go behind. Uh, like um merchants and stuff like that and just steal their stuff like sure you can pick up pick up anything in the world and throw it about like it's that it's the color if you want to put buckets on people's heads you can like it's, <laughs> like, it's all the, the all elder things scrolls about, thing yeah all the things about elder scrolls elder scrolls yeah, yeah. The, the things that people like i don't know if you could well, i guess you could actually do the thing where you just like gather twenty thousand melons and just stick them in your house like you could do that if you want to <laughs> Just break. It's down. a very, it's a very free form MMO. Like bring it is, down a, I just think bring you down can do a lot of things. Bring down a server. I don't know if you could bring down a server, but yeah, you could do that. That's cool. That would be really interesting. I said, I don't know if the the 
the slowdown that they experience in Elder Scrolls games where you do like roll 20,000 cheese wheels down there hell is, or something like that. There is no if that way, happens in an MMO. There is no way that Gamebrio Gimbri- engine is anywhere near that online game. That is a totally different, oh, yeah. 100% different engine. I, there's I think it's no, called the Hero Engine. Right. I can't. Yeah, I think this, I, they, 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 they highlighted it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, it, it it is a, it is a pretty neat little MMO, and it's not like there is. It's one of these like free to play things, but it is there. There is a subscription model if you want was, it, and if you do the, if you do the subscription thing, you get access to all the expansion content. So that's your uh, okay. Is your Dark like, Brotherhood, your Elsewhere's, your Somersets, like all the. Is it per other location? Is it per expansion, or is this like a season? Like no, a, it's like it's like if you paid them eight pound a month, you get access to all of right. it. Like yes. okay, which is, cool. which is a pretty cool thing because there are a lot of areas. Of, like there's a lot to do just in that base game that you can get for like fifteen quid or whatever. Right, but when you hover over the map and it says like, oh, you need this expansion, this expansion. There's also like a lot of expansion content you can go and see. Well, it's been running um, for a while, right? Yeah, it's been a fair number of years now. I don't okay. actually know how long, but yeah. It's pretty cool. I quite like awesome. it. I'm going to keep playing it and see what it's see where it goes. Um, cool. More Scott Moore, Elder see what Scrolls is a good thing for people who like that kind of stuff. Yeah, people. If you if you like the Elder Scrolls, this is actually a pretty fairly decent MMO version of that. Cool. If you want to play Skyrim with your friends, you totally can. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so the other thing I've been playing, uh, which I think you've played a little bit of as well, I played uh, like three four rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Is Mordhau, which is one of these one of these games that has come out. Uh, while no other video games have come out and people have sort of flocked to in their drones. Yeah. Like it's like, it sold like 500,000 copies. Like, it's ridiculous how popular this thing is. Yeah. Um, so Mordhau is a game made by a small team of people who played Chivalry and went, or Chivalry, which was the first person medieval combat game way back when, and went, this is really fun and cool, but it's kind of broken. We can do this better. And did a Kickstarter for Mordhau, and now Mordhau's out. And what it is is better chivalry. That's what that game is. It's a first-person medieval combat simulator, um, and it is fucking crazy. But it's really fun. Uh, where it, it, yeah. so, so it, it is like sixty-four player servers. So it's thirty-two versus thirty-two. First-person melee combat systems with different weapons and different like armor and classes and things that you can put on your character where people decry constantly in that game about how oh like you can't i'll get to talking about the community but there's a lot of people that are like they want this to be a strictly like it's a medieval combat game so it's one person versus one person and if anything interrupts that then it's bullshit but in a 64-player server with 32 people, what it devolves into is massive clumps of people swinging massive two-handed swords at each other and missing constantly uh-huh. until one person jumps off the top of a hill and swings one sword and kills four people all at once. Yeah. And that, that then everybody goes, oh, too. okay, and it runs off. Um, but it, so, so it, it when you do the big combat things, it is just a complete clusterfuck. Yeah. But it's so funny to watch and it is really entertaining the decision that they, they had to make um friendly fire always on is a really yeah. good so the, one the, peop- the people that are, have like their massive vihanders that are like doing massive arcs and like horizontal swings that are like taking out two of their own people at the same time as trying to hit the enemy yeah um so everybody has to give wide berth but it's just nuts 
but the when you when you drill down into like the actual like mechanics of the combat it is a lot deeper than chivalry ever got to and it's way more precise than chivalry ever yeah. got to whereas so the the basic gist of it is that you using your mouse dictate the direction of your swing whether it's like vertical or horizontal or in a diagonal or whatever uh if you do a swing, you can swing again in a combo so long as it's going in a different direction. And that's about you that's about timing as well. Like Yeah, that's know. about timing, so you have to start the attack at the end of the other attack so that it combos smoothly down. You can't just mash it. Yep. Um there are like feints you can do where you go in for an attack but then cancel it so that it doesn't actually go out to bait people out into parrying it so that you can then hit them. Yeah. Uh, you can chain like normal attacks into thrust attacks. So there's a lot of like Basically, fighting game mechanics. Yeah, it in really this, felt like that. It feels like a fighting game when you get into it because there's a lot of people like trying to like bait people into doing bad things and then punishing them for it by taking their head off with a big sword. Yep. Um, but it is it is surprisingly deep, but you can get a lot of enjoyment out of just picking up a big axe and swinging it wildly at people. So you don't yeah. have to be as precise about it if you want if you want to be precise about it there are like 1v1 dueling servers that you can go on to oh really where it is like proper fighting game level of people just like doing crazy feints and then like trying to combo out of things and a lot of cancelling and yeah it's crazy like when you get into the deepness of it it is nuts so the, and then the, on the, the complete pl- other end of that there are classes in the game where one of the weapons you have is just a loot that you can play that thing and is incredible it's it's nuts because it changes the entire thing of like instead of the mouse being directionality of a swing it changes the pitch of the note that you're playing and you can swap it between notes and chords so it actually becomes they even made the loot fairly in-depth to the point where people are now making bots to play music in Mordhau. you can feed it midi files and it'll, yes you, yeah. you like feed it midi files or you can like feed it uh, you can feed it just like the the click sequences or whatever, oh, and it also sure. plays it. And it's it's crazy because there are people just in the battlefields of rocking out on this loot to the bot that they've made, and it's yep, it's so bizarre. A lot of this game you look at and you're just like, what the fuck is going on here? But it is, it's always funny and it's oh, always yeah. like entertaining to watch. Um, it's such a weird yeah. dichotomy in this game as well because like the 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 combat like there's the comedy aspects of it where yeah like you said like i I really enjoy the couple of rounds i played like just jumping off a cliff and dropping onto people like yeah when you jump off a cliff and just do a big horizontal swing with a massive axe that's really funny and like the way the the way the physics reacts when people get smashed with like really large like maces and stuff like they yeah they go down and really like like hollywood ways sometimes like oh yeah it's great where heads will pop off and stuff heads pop off legs pop off like it's it's ridiculous people can like you could like do every weapon has like a secondary mode where like if it's like a spear you can hold it further up the shaft so that your attacks don't hit off the wall yeah or with big swords you can go into the mordhau grip and start bashing people with helmets off hold it by the blade and smack them with the handle or uh, what was the it's called half swording in england so it's like hitting people with the hilt and stuff like that it's crazy what there are so many things you can do because every weapon is like unique in terms of its speed and its reach so and how much that was, damage it does so, and, so that yeah. was the thing that that i noticed like so the other part of this is like there's so much so there's no microtransaction stuff in this like you just earn no. currency, earn in-game currency and spend that buying like bits of armor and weapons that you want uh, some that are level locked but like you can still you basically buy everything you want 
And I was just going through the store looking at like all the different weapons and stuff. That there. There's stuff in there I've never heard of, but there's a lot of, of weapons oh, yeah. in there. There is a lot of choice and they do... They go the extra step of like every weapon has its own like damage table and like so that was, and that yeah. was the point where I lost it where like I I grabbed like some sword or whatever it is that hit the advanced button and it just yeah. pops up this giant table of like it gives you it gives you almost fighting game frame data yeah, level totally. it reminded me of frame data it was yeah. like here's how here's the like there's three steps to every weapon swing there's like a ready there's like a active and then a recovery yeah. there's yeah, like there's active and there are active and recovery frames in this game which is there's fighting game like terminology, how yeah. how much how much damage each bit will do like both armored and non-armored on which part of yeah. the body there's which like, which direction you swing in depends on how much like, damage you do yeah there's like a map of like oh here's the here's the angle of the swings and all this kind of stuff yeah. it's just like the level of detail crazy. is astonishing yeah. that they've and for every every weapon has that like yeah. they're all individually modeled and they all have it's crazy it's, and it just just check this is not this is out right this is not early access. Yeah, this is out no so I, think, there, I think it's so there's a pretty decent like intro tutorial where it's like we're going to show you like one of all yeah. one of a bunch of the type of weapons and like the base of the combat system and then there's like a like a combat guide, like a advanced tutorial, which just pops up like a Steam like guides like HTML yeah. page of this giant thing. I just like scroll through it and went over it, and there's like diagrams of like angle, like 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 there's fucking trigonometry happening in there yeah. about like it is, it is it is nuts. It is crazy how detailed the game is, which is yeah. great for those guys. Like they they put a lot of time in and did mm. this work, which is fantastic. And it works and it feels so, it definitely feels like a game that you could get better at. Like it definitely oh, feels totally. like if you yeah, understand yeah. all the mechanics, you could definitely really You could see yourself some people. Better. Yeah. Because like I was I was sitting talking to my friend at work about this because he saw it getting played. Mm. I was like, oh like how does this work? And I explained everything to him and he's like, okay, so then why does one person have a frying pan? And I was like, well there's stuff you can pick up in the environment that mm-hmm also are weapons like you can pick up like shovels and stuff and just use them yeah and people like using pans because the alternate fire for a pan is you just throw it at someone oh yeah also you can throw all the weapons uh, yeah yeah not all of them but like some most of the one-handed weapons the alternate mode is just you fling it at someone yeah so there are really cool videos of people like waiting to get charged by a horse then throwing an axe at them and stuff yeah but so if you throw the pan and it hits someone it makes a really satisfying clang noise so yep. people really like doing that so they just pick up pans and throw it at people yep um it's a really really cool thing mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the fact that everybody that plays it is Oof. awful Oof. is the worst yeah so i yeah i jumped on as well like after you told me this i was like ah, i wonder if you just got like a couple of really bad games or whatever it was and i no. jumped on and it was just like every game i think every game my 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 theory is that when you end up in games like this which have such a high skill ceiling where you're like you could get if you put time in you can get really good at this but you need to put time in to get really good at this like there is such a kind of like get good philosophy yes in the community the the game because it is styled like a fighting game and has all this data and stuff the the mentality of fight the FGC comes out, which but it always has like, its really dark side to it. Totally, that like, seems to have come out. Everything a I've lot seen in, in this like, game, everything I've seen in the modern F- FGC is like it's like trash talk. Almost seems a little bit too harsh, right? It's like it's competitive yeah, the, and like the, the, a, the, the yeah, saying that about the FGC, that's harsh on the FGC. They've gotten way better. I'm talking yeah. about like back in the day fighting game community where it was yeah. like really 
gatekeepery and yes, not inclusive sure. and everybody hated everybody and yeah so this game just has like there's no voice chat thankfully thank god but the old chat is just full of people like if you if you go and like someone's fighting someone and then you come in and help your friend and kill the enemy that enemy will almost certainly get on all chat and call you some sort of expletive yep and explain how you're like oh you shouldn't gang up on people and i was like dude it's a 32 v 32 yeah server. like you can't that, you can't not gang up on someone it's like it's, it's trying impossible. to it's trying to simulate the type of warfare where it was all about ganging up on people. yeah it was like, just about run at people and hit them with your sword like yeah. and it, they're just like oh it's 1v1 or whatever and like just everybody calling each other the n-word and yeah like, there was it's just like really bad like complete, it's really awful like old ass like team fps stuff of like player class and yeah like really it was yeah it was just bad if was, you die if you die more than once then you're clearly just awful and you're yep. the reason that they're losing and yeah totally i did there was one bright spot in a game i was in where i watched a guy Maybe it was the frying pan. I can't remember. But a guy like just threw whatever weapon he had like a substantial distance and just took this yeah, guy out. You like, can hug that thing. Like you yeah. can cross map that frying pan. That is, and the guy, the, the, yeah. the recipient saw it coming and just clanged him right in the face. And the, the all chat just lit up. It was like, what a fucking shot that was! Holy shit! Yeah, like there's that, some good, there's some good moments, but yeah, um, most of the time the people are off. <laughs> yeah, and I think as well, like it does the because. Obviously, because there's no um, no microtransaction stuff, it's been a while since there's been a game where the better a character looks on screen, the better they probably are as a player. Yeah, so it's really threatening when people come out with like really impressive looking helmets yeah. and like armor. Full plate like, armor. Oh, that's a lot of time that you've put in. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Like obviously, you've hit the level cap and you've earned enough. You're good enough to earn the the currency to get this thing bought. And you've yeah. got the big sword. Like, those people coming out of... Yeah, like you said, those people coming out of those, like, just around a corner are super fucking intimidating. Yeah. Like, They're really scary. It's, yeah. Um, but, it is, but it's also, it is also like, the sort of game where, yeah, they look really scary, but you know you could beat them if you were good enough. Like, it is... Yeah, totally. You never you never feel like... Like, it, when, you, when you get beat by someone, it's normally you kind of understand why unless you just got ganged up on by like four people or whatever sure. but if you normally understand why you lost like it's like oh i i he fainted me out and just got yep. me or like i tried at the wrong time or whatever yeah which is a good feeling like it's good that they oh yeah like, a, also, a, like a, apart from a couple of the moments where like somebody either does either i've got like longbowed from a distance or like something yeah, ha- or somebody just yeah. ran in like you always do feel like i fucked up there and i know why i fucked up like i saw yeah. that yeah the people that are like just standing there with like crossbows that are just flinging ranged fire at people. So you can do range if you want to do range, but that's kind of not the point of the game. Kind totally. of, it's I understand good... why people do it because it's funny, but it is um... it is very funny. <laughs> it's yeah. very very funny. Like the people, there are people. There's a so there's a class in the game that's I can't remember the name of it. Maybe the engineer that get like bear traps as a weapon. Yep. yep. That are like instant kills if you step on a bear trap. So there are people doing like high level baits where they're like putting bear traps around corners and throwing hammers at people to get them to like chase them and then yep. they run behind the cover and jump over the bear trap and watch the people just get killed it's hilarious My- i've seen so many things where people have like accidentally saved themselves by like they want to throw their weapon but it 
mid-air catches the crossbow bolt that was going to kill them. Yeah. So like, the weapon just falls in front of them and they don't die and they don't quite understand why. Their own weapons have hitboxes, so if two of them yeah. collide in mid-air, they'll react correctly. Um, People, like, throwing firebombs and getting them shot out of the air and yeah, stuff. Totally. Like it is. One of my favourite moments I saw in the game I was at, um, I had just I just died and I was in spectator... No, no I, no, I did see that. I was standing. I did see this happen, where it was me and one of our guy were just, like, the base, like, longbow class yeah. or whatever it was and we're standing there and like 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 we were saying like dude in full plate armor with fancy helmet rocked up and we're both like oh shit this is not good yeah and i started backpedaling pretty quickly to try and get out of there and the guy i was with just stood there just like just didn't move just stood there drew an arrow back just held it for two seconds as this dude also there's a scream button which is brilliant like, yeah every game is your scream button. button yeah um dude in full plate armor screamed sprinted at this dude guys cavalry like pulled back an arrow just whoomph, straight in the neck took him down in one hit i was just like holy shit this is it was incredible so just don't panic and just do it yeah just don't so panic yeah there's a lot of really cool moments in this game if you can get over getting screamed at by some terrible people yeah, it is a, it maybe is a even, really fun. Maybe just even turn thing. off, turn off chat. Like, yeah, maybe that's just the it's thing. It's a really, really fun. I'll bet. Thing I'll bet. So the the things that like again, like in twenty nineteen, the things you kind of expect, where it's currently kind of difficult to get a group together and like match make properly as a group. Like you don't, yeah. you don't automatically get put on the same team. There, you'll go into a game that's like oh there's two spaces like, like four team will get there's two spaces on each side it's like that's not why we teamed up but sure like there's no um there's no indication for like oh here's where everyone is and here's where your friends are so you have to end up doing like oh um we'll all meet by the fucking fence post and that yeah. kind of stuff and then you charge in together like that kind of stuff there's a couple of quality of life things that you would kind of expect from a game like this yeah for a thing for a thing that is like only just been released like it's only oh, been totally. out. A couple it, of weeks or but whatever. But it's one of those it's... things which is like, I, I think games like PUBG and, and that have, get, they, they've kind of set the standard for like, if you can team up, if you can get together yeah. as a group, there's some expectations that come with that, that um that it's not quite there yet. I could 100% get there, I'm sure, but just right now that might be a thing. And it just, it definitely feels like if you got on there with four people, like that could be a hell of a fun thing to do. Like, yeah, that'd be four really of you just fucking rolling around this map, just killing each it's, other it, by accident yeah, and stuff. Yeah, like everybody accidentally just doing massive swings and killing your own teammates is mm-hmm. it's great. It's great. The, it's the first time, the first time somebody runs in front of you mid mace swing and you just take them yeah, out back is completely taken. Sorry, out. yeah, you yeah. did this yourself. There's like the class that has like throwing axes and stuff like that. When you yep. when you start flinging it and someone just gets in the way, it's, yep. it's, it's I got hilarious. a lot of that with bo- with bow stuff. I was like trying to take people out from a long distance. People just run in front of you as the bow. Yeah, the arrow like it's takes great. some time, like not a huge amount of time, but the arrow takes some time to travel. And it's like, oh no, you just ran in front of this. Oops, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a fascinating thing. It does not seem like a game that should be as popular as it is but it's just yeah kind of i don't know if big. people are just like starved for new stuff or whatever but it's done really well for them and it looks like they deserve it because it is a really impressive thing it's like, very it's... well put together i also say the yeah. character creation is 
infinitely more detailed than I would have expected it to be. Yeah, there's like, a lot of really good character creation. It's got thing. like it's got like Sims levels of like grab face and move around. Yeah, and sli- sliders and manipulation and yeah. I'm really looking forward to the Monster Factory that is inevitably coming from this thing. Oh yeah, I, Actually, I, I, they ha- I feel that they have to, yeah. I also really appreciate that, that you can put a lot of effort into designing your dude's face and then just put a giant helmet on him and just be like, you'll yeah, never see this Never ever, ever again. see it, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It's great. It's cool. But yeah, that's that's kind of all I've been playing. Cool. Um, um, so I guess we'll go to break, which is yeah. Um, so one of the other things I really liked from um, Unforeseen Incidents was the soundtrack. It is very, it has a very kind of um, Twin Peaks esque um, slant to some of it. Um, yeah, and I, I I really liked it. It's it's, it's a very very good part of that game, and it really fits the style and the tone of the thing really really well. So this is um the the tracks don't have like specifically elegant names. It's just like the areas that they're in. So this is the music yeah. from the bar, basically uh, the hotel bar. Um, yeah, uh, check the post for links where you can pick it up. It's currently only like I couldn't find a decent place to get. It. The only place you can get it right now is a Steam DLC and from. Uh, GOG, which are the two places yeah. you can get that game, so it doesn't appear to be anywhere else. So um, check links for post so you can pick this up, and we'll be back with some news after this. song is just called bar from the unforeseen sure. incident soundtrack um check out the post we can link so you can pick that up um yeah it's cool let's cool get into some news because there's some stuff um yeah do you want to talk about how well okay let's ask the first question how much do you know about the latest batch of dota stuff from the um from the oh, battle pass. Oh right, okay. Fair no, enough. no idea. So okay, so I'll, I, I can only. I'm so I'm so out of that community. If you link me the the story, I could probably. Well, understand I mean, it, it, so I, I was going to see if there was more background to this, but here's the story that's actually going around for for okay, non people sure. in it. So the battle pass came out last week. When you hear this, I think. Um, yeah, I think so. That's right. So the battle pass is like the lead up to TI, right? Yeah. So it's, um, the, it's the thing. It's the it's the end game battle pass that you are familiar with with Fortnite where you can level up in game and do specific objectives and whatever and you get benefits out of it but the main point of it is that when you buy the battle pass some of the money goes into the prize pot for the TI yeah so one of the things that um so the battle pass this year has a premium they're like the premium version of the battle pass Mm. um so normally you buy the, you can buy the battle pass for some money and then you buy levels for the battle pass. And you can adds. buy levels, yeah. So there's a premium subscription thing. I'm not entirely sure what this is, uh, and, I, and the website is gorgeous, but not great for getting information. Um, so is it is it related to Dota Plus or is this a different subscription thing? Okay, I'm going to read here from the Verge article about this. Okay. Um, players to buy the battle pass can now use an experimental in quotes avoid player feature which is supposed to keep Ooh. toxic players away from you. Um, so 
but it's in this year's Dota 2 Battle Pass a premium subscription that usually offers cosmetics and oh sorry no they're the verge of describing what the Battle Pass is for people who don't know right the Battle sure, Pass so it's right. 9 to buy the Battle Pass and yeah. they've hidden this feature yeah. called Avoid Player um, behind this Battle Pass so basically what it seems to do is that you can basically go you basically say like it, it appears to use like like reports and stuff from previous players mm-hmm. and like it, what it basically seems to do is like if you're willing to pay nine 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 for this game, it kind of silos you out of the main player base to be yeah, like you get your own kind of your own matchmaking. That seems weird, I guess. right? And it's also like ten dollars to get this, right? So it seems kind of weird. Like it's also probably not worth paying for because it's basically a preference to not play with players. So you basically you can you can mark people that you're playing with as I'd rather avoid this player in the future, right? Sure, yeah. But it's always a preference. So if it can't match you into a game avoiding the people you've said to avoid, it will match you with them anyway. Like mm. it's so it and also it's nine. It's also ten dollars. And why is this not a thing that's in the main game that should improve your player base? Right? Like why? Yeah, that that just seems like a thing you should probably have. It's yeah. Um, like the the. The report system for Dota has always been kind of like up for speculation about whether or not it actually does anything. But yeah, totally having 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 your own like premium pay for queuing service seems not a good way to handle it. Yeah, like my, my best case scenario, this is because they've marked it as experimental. Is like this is the beta version that they will then yeah, like sure. everyone, but like you never know. That should just be a thing you should just, you just include, right? You just do that. Anyway, um, do you remember Skull and Bones, the Ubisoft yeah, pirate the, game? The Ubisoft pirate game that's now been put on hold indefinitely. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. So like, it's been delayed yeah. like twice or three times or something like that. Um, yeah, it was delayed a fair number of times. So now I, I, I've been keeping my eye on it because pirate game. But totally, like it yeah. is, it was a pirate game that looked like they basically took the the boat combat from Ubisoft and uh, from Assassin's Creed and blew it out into its own game. Um, yeah, yeah it looks, they've pushed it back and haven't put a date on it anymore. It's supposed to be this year. They're just saying there's no date on it now. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's disappointing. I was kind of, I was hoping that that was going to be a big. A big yeah, thing I'm sad. Year. I'm I, I'm sad that uh, we don't get our like high high quality pirate combat game because that would be really cool. But, totally. Yeah. Um. So more inter PCs digital storefront debacles this this week oh yeah the steam store stuff yeah yeah so the epic store had a sale because obviously like yep. they're they're a pc store so they naturally have to compete with steam and steam is very good at doing their like how many sales are there a year now it's like four there's like winter Something summer like that, yeah spr- spring i think it's one per season kind of at the fall point. yeah yeah um so epic put up their their first store uh, first sale sorry which is their it's called it the epic mega sale Um, so basically but the way this works is rather than like Steam what Steam does is like hey we're running a sale everyone who has a game on Steam can opt into the sale and say how much you're taking off and all that kind of stuff what Steam did was uh, sorry what Epic did was they basically took every game that's more than $15 and took $10 off it and said here's the sale so that's every game that's over uh, over $15 but they said like they are taking the well, hit. Yeah, they, they are taking they, the hit on that. So it was a, it was a, it was a normal sale where it was like they were they were saying like oh yeah up to seventy five percent off games and then if you spent more than fifteen quid 
like at checkout, then you got ten dollars off. Yeah, which basically means if you buy a big premium game, you got ten quid off it. Which is... I also say this also applied to um, pre-orders, which I thought was interesting. Yep. Where like mm-hmm. the reason I found out about this was because um, uh, Mike Bethel, who's doing the the new the John Wick game or writing which, or directing the John Wick, game. it's fucking crazy in its own right. But yeah, oh totally, yeah. I know, I know we never talked about that, but we don't know Mike, enough about Mike it. Mike Bethel's really. making a Mike Bethel's making a John Wick tactical game and that's just such a weird combination I'm of sentences. super looking forward but, yeah. to that but he tweeted, oh, yeah, about, totally. he tweeted about it was like hey like this is up for pre-order now and it now has this ten dollars off if you want to if you want to buy it um but it basically said that epic are paying that ten dollars so the 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 yeah. developers are not losing anything from this like epic are taking the hit and giving the extra ten dollars to to developers so this seemed like a good idea for everyone and then Two games that are up for pre-order right now. Well, not quite. So, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 just mm-hmm. fucking disappeared from the store. Yep. Um, which is doesn't have a date on it, but it's up for pre-order in the Epic Store. And I think it's exclusive. I can't remember it being on Steam. Yeah. And also, um, Oxygen Not Included, which is an early access game that is coming out next month, I think. It's getting its full release, and I've talked about it on here before. That also disappeared yeah. from the store for pre-order um basically so, um didn't hades the the super giant game did that also disappear for a little oh, bit i didn't see that one maybe it did i don't know i didn't see i think that. it did i'm not 100 percent sure but so basically it, it looked like so paradox who are the guys that are doing the um the vampire game and um, basically at some point later we're like we didn't the vampire game the vampire game Vamp- vampire the masquerade yeah. Vampire two the masquerade too yeah is a, lot, is a lot to say constantly but basically they said like they pulled it because they didn't understand what was happening with the store with the sale yeah they basically said like we're just losing ten dollars on every pre-order why the fuck would we do this um and then they eventually got i don't know maybe epic called them and was like guys here's what's happening guys you're all right don't worry yeah which says a lot about how epic organized this thing like i wonder if they just sprung out on people and assumed because the cost would be the same that it would be fine because they wouldn't lose any yeah, money about it. I don't know. The interesting thing that I saw a couple of people point out about the vampire, uh, about vampire specifically, is that that game is still up for pre-order on Steam as well. Yeah. So why? So if Epic are going to do this thing, why would they ever? Because I don't think Steam cuts pre like has sales on pre-order it never, stuff. It never really, yeah, it never really sales pre-order. So things. why would anyone pre-order this game in case Epic yeah. do this again? So it cuts pre-orders. This was the, this was the argument is like now uh, Epic are kind of throwing their substantial weight around to just kind of like drive people onto the platform through totally. raw money like cutting of like yeah we can we can fund taking ten dollars off these every off every game including pre-orders to drive people into using our store like yeah totally and it also it just kind of like again best case scenario like epic just failed to do their communication properly like they just didn't tell enough people the right thing and they're, they're trying to do the right thing and just fucked it maybe but um, yeah yeah the, the other side of that is maybe this is them just going we can take the hit on this because we yeah. have fortnite money so why would we not um so yeah sorry you were right um hades it didn't quite get pulled but basically what happened was this is from the kataka article um hades was briefly priced incorrectly at seven dollars and developer supergiant corrected it with a confusing increase not only to the game's sale price but also its base price so they shunted the prices up to take account of this but shunted mm. it 
too far and then it all got corrected and it's it's all over the place um so yeah it just seems like a bad it just seems like a bad rollout of it's this thing. poorly handled yeah, yeah. The, the messaging was pretty poor uh yeah wasn't great um so there are some reports that just hit um on saturday um again jason schreier doing the work we're basically yep. he put an article uh, out as he do yeah, it basically put an arc out saying that there's been some pretty substantial overhauls for the 2020 Call of Duty game, which I thought was mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Um, so for people who aren't familiar, Call of Duty basically rotates since 2012, I think, have been rotating the game, the lead studio for the yeah. games between their three studios. So it goes like it goes like Infinity War, Treyarch, Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer, then, yeah. So yeah, it goes, in, it goes in a triad like that. So, so like 2012, Treyarch did Black Ops 2, then when their turn came around in 2015, they did Black Ops 3, and then 2018, Black Ops 4. So basically what happened was, so this year it's supposed to be Infinity Ward, and apparently it's a very poorly kept secret that it's going to be another Modern Warfare game. Um, mm. And then for, for 2020, it was supposed to be Sledgehammer, because it's their turn. Yeah. And I'm just going to read very quickly from um, the Kotaku article, Jason Schreier's article. For 2020, Activision had originally switched things up, assigning a Wisconsin-based support studio Raven to take leadership role alongside Sledgehammer to make a Call of Duty game set during the Cold War. As of very recently, that's changed. Now Treyarch is in charge of leading Black Ops 5 for 2020. So Treyarch... Oh, okay. Good, just done Black Ops 4. They're doubling up. Yeah, Yeah. they appear to be doubling up. So it's a big article. There's a lot of kind of sourced comments about why this happening and and why it might not be... Uh, uh, why it might not be as like just because this will be a better game it might just be like some internal studio politics and stuff yeah. like that there's some stuff in there that people should go read um it's a shame raven raven were the people that helped develop uh jedi academy so that's right. that's upsetting yeah. for those guys right um and i love how there's they're the he- they're the hexen people that's i know how the hexen but, team yeah. jesus um so there's a huge big article of like source from people from sources inside the studio and all this kind of stuff and then the final line in the thing is just Activision declined to comment. I'm like, no shit, they did. Yeah, this is a 2020 game. Yeah. Like, why would why would they talk about that? Um, so apparently, like, one of the big things is there's apparently a lot of tension between Raven and Sledgehammer, who because Raven have, Raven do a lot of the multiplayer stuff for or the multiplayer side of a lot of the previous Call of Duty games where they take the lead on on that stuff, and it seems like them and Sledgehammer have kind of not been working great together. So it appears like yeah. so it appears like Activision just went fuck it, Sledgehammer are not on this year. Black Ops did okay. Let's do this again. Let's do another one. Yeah, do it again. Um, what else? There was one more thing. Oh yeah, um, I think we we're I think we we're primed to talk about Louis Vuitton, right? Weird stylish yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was the Louis Vuitton. It was they do their... they do choose right? Is that Louis Vuitton? They do everything. Apparently. Everything? Okay, sure. So, um, again, this is from the Kotaku article. Um, last night, European designer... So this is from middle of last week, sometime. Sure. Um, European fashion designer brand Louis Vuitton took to the Kennedy Airport to show off its 2020 cruise collection. Its latest line okay. of fancy new clothes and accessories. So there's a video... Cruise wear. So the official really? video that went up of their, their 2020 fashion show. They used music for Final Fantasy VIII. Did they really? So, I, oh, the, okay. The the Latin here, Liber, Liberi Fatali, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, the the the, the, the song, the song from, from Fantasy Eight. Everybody knows. Yeah. And um, so you play the video, and it's just like that's the opening bars of that song. That's 
release and there's not so like Louis Vuitton have worked with hang on I need to yeah I hold on to, I've got the video here video. hold on uh, here you go I'll put it in chat for you um, thank you you need to skip to actually when it starts which is like oh where was the there was a time code on the article um I can't remember, but like it's when the, the the show finally actually starts, like when you see people walking around. Sure. Um, it's in there somewhere. But um, I'll so, find so Louis Vuitton have worked with Final Fantasy before, um, and but yeah, like there's no reference to this at all. There's no like Final Fantasy like styled. Code. Oh yeah, it totally is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Very strange. Um, wow, that's weird. Okay. So I assume it's all legit because they've worked with them before and they have some deal, but like it was just very yeah, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah. Huh. Okay. That's interesting. It's that song. Yeah. yeah. Um, Microsoft announced Minecraft Earth, which was a thing they kind of teased um, a couple of weeks ago. Mm. There's very little detail about what it actually is, and there's no like in game thing, but basically what it looks like is it's, it's um, location based gaming. Minecraft. Yeah, which I think is the trail, which is the generic term for "Hey, it's like Pokemon Go," where um, it looks like you can basically just build Minecraft creations in the real world, and it will exist there for other people to come along and see. That creates a bunch of really interesting things. Where can you just like Minecraft build a, a structure that just says "fuck Terry" and like it just lives there forever as a monument to how much you hate Terry? Like, can you destroy? Can you report stuff? Like. All that kind of, all that kind of interesting stuff. But I don't know. It's a cool trailer, um, and yeah. I'll be interested to see what that actually is. Um, and then a couple of bits of division news, um, mm. which was interesting. So the raid finally came out, or finally hit. Uh, yes, I was. I was watching people raid when it came out. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, so raid came out. Um, it was beat in the first five hours. It sounds like it took some work to get there, but the first yeah, it was hard. five hours. Yeah. Um, so a couple of things about it. Um, so Division Two, it did not have matchmaking, which was interesting because it was one of the things that I remember um, Ubisoft saying when they announced the game was like everything's going to have matchmaking, so you can play everything. We're not going to basically yeah. like as a as a hit to Destiny of being like no, we're going to lock stuff behind you having friends. Um, the Division 2 matchmaking, the raid ma- does not have matchmaking. It does not have matchmaking at launch. Um, yeah. You need to go in there with eight people that you know. Um, which is difficult, as it turns out, um, to get people it's to It's a hard thing to do, yeah. Um, so they kind of, after this came out, um, they very quickly saw the backlash to this and put out an article to their, and as part of their um, state of the game streams that they do once every couple yeah. of weeks. Um, they talked about it and said like, yep, we know there's no matchmaking. Turns out, and it, it, a lot of it was kind of the same points you hear about why Bungie didn't want put Destiny matchmaking in for raids. It was like, mm-hmm. you need a lot of communication. There needs to be a way, to, you need to make sure that everyone has the right gear and everyone's d- yeah. playing like the part of the raid they should be. The difference with this is it sounds like Ubisoft are actually trying to solve that problem for matchmaking. Where like, mm-hmm. They are trying to do a thing which is like, you can't, like, the way they were talking was it sounds like you would go into that to do matchmaking and say like, hey, I'm this level, I have this uh, this uh, gear set, gear I'm score. this class, yeah. 
like here's how I play, match me with people who are going to work with me on this, which is much better than just like open season matchmaking for this stuff. So it sounds like they're yeah. actually going to do something smarter for the matchmaking. It just wasn't that's ready good. for that's, relaunch. That's good. Um, but it does mean that like people won't be able to maybe do the raid for a while, like us, for instance. Like we're not going to fail to find six other people. Oh God, play. no! Yeah. Um, but we're nowhere near that yet, so we'll get there. Um, and then the other half of the raid news was that it seems like it's basically impossible for people on console right now. Yeah, they said they said that like there's some there's like mechanic th- mechanical things or just like the speed of enemies and stuff like that is really hard to compensate for on yeah, consoles. And it seems basically it. like because the console versions, even the pro versions, as far as I can tell, run at basically thir- a locked thirty, whereas PC are running are running sixty, and it seems like it's just like you can't react quick enough to some of the enemies um on uh, at 30 that you can uh, you can on pc so it seems like basically so the way the, way the raid appears to be structured is they're like the, fir- the first kind of big mini boss in the raid um ubisoft is designed as a barrier to be like if you can't be this you are not ready like b- bomb yeah. out now and it seems like basically console teams are not able to beat that first boss even though they should theoretically be able to be they are theoretically mm-hmm. ready to be able to do it um so um, Kotaku took some quotes from the the subreddit at the minute. Quote, the, ra- the raid running at 60 is very different than running the raid at 30. Um, they noted that encounters in the raid seem to rely on players being able to quickly turn and aim without resorting to taking cover, something that's much harder to do on consoles. Quote, the slow nature of the animations makes it difficult to mold down multiple enemies in a short period of time. Um, so yeah, it seems like there's... Um, yeah, legitimate see, problems. Yeah. Legitimate problems there that they need to balance, which is not a thing I think any of them would have considered, yeah. but they probably should have. Um, yeah, so interesting to see that game grow into stuff that it's never done before, really. Yeah. Um, is there anything else? Oh, you were going to say something. I got about, uh, Destiny. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I got a couple no, of things just, actually. Just before you go, um, Super Mario Maker Two got announced. Um, yeah. with a bunch of stuff that was very like I got announced a while ago they just had another stream that Sorry, showed off yeah, the stream stuff, that's right? like, here's all the new stuff um, yeah Angry Sun's in the game Angry Sun's in the game it seems like Super Mario 3D World has is basically a whole bunch of other features that the other yeah. um, layouts don't have it's cool it's a 15 minute video there's a lot in there uh, the, other, the other interesting thing was that it's got um, uh, win conditions now so it's like get to the end and kill 12 Goombas like, ah, okay, which sure. is going to create some real interesting puzzle levels where it's like you yeah. need to come here with this amount That's of coins. Good for, good for the people that make the crazy shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah, so Destiny, you had a couple of things. No, no, so I've got a couple of things I want to talk about. There's like one very quiet one that I want to talk about, which was uh, so recently uh, the WoW Classic beta started. Um, right. The limited, the limited release WoW Classic beta started. And people have been playing it, and the, the the stream counts have gone nuts for people playing World of Warcraft because everybody wants to see people play Classic. It's people trying to level to 30 as fast as possible, doing all the old dungeons, so, so and being wanna, like, oh my god, I remember this. Yeah. Do you want to very briefly explain what this is? So WoW, WoW Classic is uh, Blizzard's attempt to do Classic Shards, which are like old, basically old WoW. So instead of everybody being on... Battle for Azeroth, they go play World of Warcraft Classic, which I think is on... Oh, I can't remember which patch it is. I think it's like 1.12 or something. Like some really, really, really old patch. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really, really old patch. Like super like launch level World of Warcraft. And people have been asking for this for ages and it ties into like Blizzard shutting down old like fan run classic shards and stuff that people got mad about. And people want like... They want Classic WoW. 
Uh, and then the classic wild beta started, and Blizzard started getting an influx of people saying, hey, WoW Classic's bugged in this way. You need to fix this before it's launched. And turns out the game's not bugged. That's just how WoW worked back in the day. And it feeds into my view of like, nobody actually, well, no, I can't say that. People want WoW Classic. What people actually want is their youth back. That's what people want. They don't want to play classic World of Warcraft because I hate to tell you, World of Warcraft when it was old was bad. Like it's not, you remember it fondly, but as a game, it was kind of broken and kind of really bad. But so people started reporting a bunch of stuff to Blizzard saying, hey, this is broken. You should fix this. And Blizzard responded to this very nice post that said, this is not broken. This is working as intended. Yep. Um, Which is, quote, as we've discussed before, the nature of WoW Classic sometimes evokes different memories for different players. This leads to certain misconceptions from things or, or for some things about what it is and isn't working as intended. The following is a list of commonly reported gameplay in World of Warcraft Classic that is not actually a bug and is working as we expect it to. And there's a whole list of stuff that is like really old holdovers from old World of Warcraft. Like, Torrent hitboxes are bigger and their melee, melee attack range is slightly harder. Higher, sorry. Yep. Because they're big. But that led to some problems before where they could hit you and you couldn't hit them back. Um, they got rid of the they got rid of a bug where people used to um, sit on the ground to take an attack. This is a, a fairly recent thing. They would sit like paladins and stuff do this, where they have like certain abilities that proc on if you get critically hit, and if you sit down, you get auto critted. So all these people have these macros where they sit at the start of combat, take one hit, and stand back up again because they get this proc. Right. And people and Blizzard have taken that out of the game, and people are like, "What? This doesn't work." And they're like, "Yeah, it doesn't work because that's how it used to that's not how work." It was yep. Stuff, um, be- best things like warrior health regeneration is working as extended because warrior health regeneration was insane back in the day, and people favorite, are like, "That has to be bugged." My it's, favorite, my favorite one on this list is um, where did I see it? Uh, oh God, where did I have it? Oh, using automatic quest tracking does not automatically track new quests. Yeah. You had to physically go and do that shit, and people aren't used to that's, it. It's um, a real good, like, yep. Some great ones of like feared feared players run very quickly because they changed it so that feared players ran at their normal speed instead of old WoW, where when you were feared you sprinted into the woods. And it was yeah. So it's just it's so funny watching people go like this has to be bugged, and them going yeah no that's what it was like, and we're not changing it. Like a bunch of these lists that have like a last sentence that are like. So, like, NPCs which offer multiple quests which may uh, inconsistently display them as a dot or an exclamation mark and available quest list, which is basically, like, if an NPC offers you a multiple quest, like, like has multiple quests, sometimes it bugs out and doesn't show the fact that it has multiple quests. Yeah. These were inconsistent in patch 1.1.2, and we have offered to reproduce this with exact inconsistency, so it is still there. Yep. Like... All the bugs are still there because they're like, if you want classic WoW, here's classic WoW. Like, like you have the, it the as level, it was unintended. The, the level of detail of um, on level up, the message, your skill and protection increased to 15 was added and we're intending to keep it. Like, it just yeah. seems like that was a bugged message. That- that's just, yeah, that's just a bug. Like, there are people who don't have protection as a skill that just get that message. And it's, yeah. Yep. So they're just like, no, we are faithfully recreating this because this is what you wanted. I'm really enjoying seeing Great. the, I'm really enjoying seeing the Blizzard forum as well. Where This is um, Ashbringer from a day ago. All yep. caps. Welcome to Classic Kids. This isn't your baby Battle yeah. for Azeroth shenanigans. You're going to bleed and you're going to like it. <laughs> It's, yeah, there are people being like, oh yeah, this is great, this is just how it was. And you're like, no, like it's bad, what are you talking about? It's, yeah. yeah. 
I get it. People want to people want to experience it again, and that's great. You want to go run Blackrock. You want to go run all that stuff. Sure, fantastic. Good people for you, want, but like man, is, that game's broken. This is this is Blizzard's putting money where they thought people's yeah, wanted. Totally. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. People would be asking yeah. for this. Today. Like, the, I bet, yeah. I am. I am not saying this is not going to do well. I'm not saying that people are not going to enjoy it. I'm just saying that it's. It's exactly what those people it's, wanted, and when people start complaining about it, it's it's, it's going to get really funny. It's very yeah. very funny. Yeah. Uh, so the last thing that I want to talk about are uh, everybody lost their fucking mind in the Destiny community this week, and I need to talk about it because it was kind of a mess for a while. So um, this week's TWAB, which is the This Week at Bungie, as the community call it, TWAB. Twab, Jesus. yeah, okay. uh, is the is the kind of like weekly update from Bungie saying like, hey, here's what we're doing to Destiny. In a couple of weeks, the new season starts, season of opulence. Everybody's opulence. very excited for it. Yeah, yep. very excited for it. Nobody knows what the fuck it is. Everybody's really excited. So Bungie come out on the Twab and say, here are some changes that we're making to prepare for season of opulence. And everybody went, okay, sure, this is going to be like bug fixes and all that sort of stuff. And then they got their big old ban hammer and slammed it on some weapons and nerfed, basically, basically toned down some of the most powerful weapons in the game. Right. So, for example, the one that was hit the hardest and the one that everybody's decrying over the most is Whisper of the Worm, yep. which, for those of you who don't know Destiny, Whisper of the Worm is a sniper rifle you can get that has an exotic perk that is like... If you precision strike someone three times very quickly with the weapon, it automatically reloads. Not from your reserve ammo or from what's in your clip. It just makes three bullets. Yep. So effectively, this became the raid weapon. It was the weapon that you used to kill bosses because it basically had infinite ammo and did super sure, high damage. Yeah. It was insane. It was hard to get, but it was insane. They changed it to where they 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 brought it back to what they did to it in Destiny 1 back when it was called Black Spindle. Because it used to be this in Destiny 1 and they changed it to where uh, the ammo was pulled from your reserves instead of getting made out of thin air. So they've done that again in Destiny 2. Yeah. They've now said that your ammo gets pulled from reserves and they've increased the reserve size. Yep. This effectively nerfs that weapon massively to where the whole reason that that weapon was as good as it was was because it had infinite ammo. Mm-hmm. And it, a high damage, but infinite ammo if you were yeah. good enough. They also then nerfed a whole bunch of stuff uh, that were also really powerful guns, like Sleeper, Sleeper Simulant, which was the other super powerful gun that had ricocheting bullets and did really high damage to bosses. Yep. Changed the ricochet damage, changed how it worked. They've changed a whole bunch of stuff like Lord of Wolves, which is the recent uh, the recent star of the, the nerfs that happened that came out at the end of it when they changed how shotguns worked. They have lowered the damage on that in PvE significantly so that it is less good. It's now more in line with other shotguns as opposed to being the high the damage shotgun for Ace. Yeah. yeah. They nerfed Ace of Spades, which was big uh, PvP hand cannon. They've changed Ace's, it so that it... Ace of Spades was the one that you were decrying for ages that the quest to get it was a fucking nightmare, right? No, that was Thorn. Thorn was a pain in no, the arse to get. Was Ace of Spades not the one where you're like... you had the, the, Actually, Bungie changed it. Like You had to get a bunch of headshots and... Yeah, so yeah, in, Ace, before, before it got changed, was also really hard, but yeah. they changed it so where it was easier. Yep. So yeah, they've changed that so that you can't like kill people in two bullets anymore because that thing was ridiculous and crucible when you were good enough. Yep. And so they nerfed all these guns. They also nerfed uh, a bunch of the armor, the exotic armor, specifically the armor pieces that would, their perk basically gave you super energy. 
Mm-hmm. So like the one that I use the most is a warlock is one called Skull of Dire Arhamkara, which is like for the void class, if you kill things with your Nova Bomb, the amount of things that you kill then refund you super energy based oh, on the I, Yeah, you've told me about this, yes. So yeah. it becomes a thing of chaining supers effectively. You throw your bomb into a big group of people, you get it all back, you do it again, you do it again. It basically became insane. Like it was nuts. And there's a whole bunch of these. There's like Orpheus Rig and there's all these things that are super giving um armor sets that were super amazing yep they've now changed it to where you get diminishing returns where you will get less and less super energy so they're they, they've nerfed these into the ground effectively mm-hmm. so this all happened and the entire community went nuts of like holy shit all of our good guns are now not good anymore yep the the, the counter argument to this that i can understand other than people just getting angry which is like they spend a lot of time nerfing guns. Like Whisper got nerfed initially. Like it, this is like the third time it's been nerfed or something. Right. Like that. And other guns have been nerfed in the past. They do all this stuff without then buffing other things to compensate. Right. Right, right. So there are now a lot more bad, unusable exotics in the game than there are good, usable ones. Which is not what people want like they're they're ha- they would be okay with people nerfing this as much as it was if they then buffed other stuff to compensate for it mm-hmm. so the reason that bungie came out and said that they nerfed all this stuff was because it became really hard to design encounters when right. people had these guns so designing like when they when they like they've, they they came out and talked about the raid for uh seasonal opulence where they said like it is going to be um, there it's coming out like a week after the launch of Opulence, and it is like seven fifty recommended light level, right? In a week, which you can't do. No, so it's supposed to, it's supposed to be designed to be difficult, and they realize that they can't do that when people have access to these super high power weapons right. like Whisper and Sleeper Simulant and all that stuff. So they changed it, and then didn't then compensate by giving making other things better which then makes this kind of imbalance where you don't really know what you're doing anymore which is kind of good it's gonna, it opens it's, up the field yeah exactly but at the same time you're limiting you're you're still limiting choice because there's still not a lot of good things that you can pick from anymore so you now have a very limited pool of things that you can pick from right that will then instead of it being like oh, you could use, like, Whisper here, or you could use Lord of Wolves, or whatever it was. It gets limited to, no, you're using this. Like, there are not a lot of other options that you have to pick from. Which is why people are getting kind of upset about it. And especially if you... You now don't have choice. Especially if you put a bunch of effort into doing, like, Whisper Quest and stuff like that. Like, you feel like you want it to be useful. Getting getting the, the Whisper was hard. Getting the Catalyst for Whisper was hard. Like, getting Sleeper Simulant on its own was difficult because the yeah. quest was insane. And people did all this and they feel like they should be rewarded, but then they realize that it's it's actively impeding on design, which yep. is, I think, fair. Like, I think it's a fair reason for them to be able to go, like, we we are finding it difficult to make raids the, cha- the, the challenge marker that they're meant to be. And we are legitimately finding it difficult when all these guns exist. Makes sense. Um, which is, yeah, which is totally fair enough. And I, I, I understand entirely why they're doing it. Um, it was just I, watching people I, I don't know go what, insane. I it's, don't know what the other solution to that is. Like, like it feels like, yeah, like well, that they, feels. That so feels the, like argument, the argument that people, the, the argument that people have is that they want, they want power fantasy. So instead of it being, let's nerf these guns to be in line with everything else, it's more let's buff everything to be in line with these guns. Yeah. So like 
everything should be high powered as opposed to nothing is high powered but the thing is like it feels it feels like the guns that they specifically nerfed and the armor that they've nerfed is because like it's not about the like straight up like how much damage can you put on this thing it's about the way that the mechanics of the gun and the mechanics of the the armor yeah so, so like, like that, that changes like because if you a weapon a weapon that is as good and as high damage and as useful as Whisper should not have infinite ammo. No, exactly. But it does. So they nerf it. People are thinking the one that people don't understand is the sleeper simulant one because that wasn't entirely dominant. But people think it's getting nerfed because there's something in that, season of opulence specifically. Yeah, but specifically is, the fact it's the ricochet stuff and then but yeah, they've, but they've buffed the non precision hits. Like that feels so like a thing that was like so we don't they know tried if it's this. Like, yeah, there's like maybe like a boss in a corner or like a boss yeah. that's in like an isolated area or something. Their playtesting they found something to, in that. Yeah. They were like, yeah, this just mows people down once they but find it. But it. it's then just watching everybody lose their mind and be like, ah, oh, don't nerf our guns. Like, I, I understand I understand these yeah. games are designed around... And it's the thing I don't like about these type of games, actually. And like, I'm starting to see chunks of it in Destiny, although uh, not Destiny, uh, Division, which isn't quite a solved problem yet. But like, there is like, if you at its worst, it is like you need this gun or you can't play, right? Yeah. Like a high level, kind of, like yeah. if you don't have Whisper of the Worm, you cannot raid. You're like okay, well, that's it's not pointless. It's not that you can't. It's just that it's way it's way harder if you don't. Yeah, but the, so that's yeah. I mean, like that's the worst case. It's like you have one choice and you have to have this thing. Yeah, totally. The, the other yeah. half of it is like okay, there are like your your main like your main um, MMO classes, your tank, your DPS, all that, your healer, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Like here are but again like you have three classes and here's the solved problem for those three classes yeah here like, is here is the armor you use and the gun that you exactly use. yeah like it really feels like what i want from a type of those games is like i i do have some choice or like a little bit of um yeah and especially which like, is where which is where the problem a lot of the community have is that when when those guns got nerfed the choice becomes even more limited because there right. are so many of these like bad ones that you definitely can't use yep like exactly. it is yeah, um, so you can under, I can I can understand why people get mad when they say like let's nerf these and let's not do anything else. Like that's fair. They should you should want them to buff other stuff. Yeah, it feels but, like it feels like yeah. a really kind of aggressive way of changing up the meta. Like it feels yeah, like there, totally. it feels like there should be a nicer way of doing that. Of like no like changing the encounter so that these particular things don't work. But it sounds like the 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 way these things are put together. Like, they're just applying every situation. Like, an infinite ammo sniper rifle that does insane damage, that's going to work in every situation most of the time, yeah. right? But the thing might be, like, okay, for this raid, like, one of the one of the encounters is, like, super up close, where, like, a sniper rifle is going to do nothing for you. Yeah, like sure. Like, that's maybe the way of getting around that. But it sounds like these are, like, oh, shit, this is going to break this entire raid. And again, like... Yeah, if they, totally, if they, yeah. And the other side of that is if... De- if uh, Bungie put a raid out, the new raids, which don't come out very often, and it gets mm. immediately solved. Like that's not yeah. going to be a good thing. So either. they're they're by like uh, by setting it out like a week after the launch of Opulence and setting the light level to a point where people can't power level it. Yeah, it is they are making a statement of like, no, we want to go back to when raids were difficult and like it was a it was a struggle and it was hard. Yeah, like it's, exactly. Like the fun, I think they said the first boss. Is supposed to be at seven fifteen, right? Which is like 
If you work really hard in a week, you could probably get seven fifteen. Yeah, but it is is going to be difficult. It's going to be a struggle. Of course, which is what exactly you want. what they want. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if people rock up with like Whisper and Lord of Wolves and all these things, then it is going to be less difficult. Yeah, so, sure. That makes it makes a lot of sense. But I, yeah, yeah, I can see the I can see the frustration with people. Yeah, um, it, it, it was it was an interesting flashpoint of the community versus the developers of like oh totally. Developers are trying to do something that makes it better for them, and they know in the long run will be better for the community. But the other community having this knee-jerk reaction of like, "Oh God, they're killing all of our guns!" Exactly. Um, it's, it's been really yeah. interesting. Like now that I'm into that, I've played two of these types of games. Like seeing, um, this must be a fucking nightmare to design. Like having oh, yeah, all, absolutely ha- having yeah, yeah. all of these guns and balancing all these numbers together, like just must be a nightmare. It really must. Yeah. Um, it was it was really it was a really interesting time to watch happen as well. Just after they released the the quest for uh, Outbreak to come back, right? Because like that that came out and everybody was like, "Oh shit, it's a new exotic quest!" And the entire community were like banding around it. And it's really really good and it's really fun. And everybody was like, "This is fantastic! You've done such a great job!" And then the next week it was just like slap in the face, get back down. And exactly. it's, yeah, yeah. It was it was such a weird time, but yeah, it was great um cool uh what is coming out over the next couple of weeks um, nothing well actually nothing no, no big names but there's a couple of things yeah. that are really interesting on this list um observation which is that um oh yeah horror sure. game that is, could be really interesting i think we talked about it last week a little bit um do 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 um oxygen not included its final release comes out oh, it's May out, out. Out, oh, okay, out. cool um, Void Bastards is out on May 29th, which is... Oh, God! I forgot about that game. They announced the date yeah. recently. Um, that seem, that that could be really good. Uh, I'm interested that in seeing funny, that. That could be funny, Do you know there's a Persona Q2? Did you know this? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's out June 4th. So It's the one that um, has the Persona 5 characters in it. Yes, New Cinema Labyrinth. Oh, God! Wait, is that... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> June 4th. So this is... The sequel to Pathologic comes out next week. Oh, right. So that's going to be funny. Because people don't... Which... What? Nobody... Nobody played that game except for, like, a few Russians, <laughs> me, and some guy that I watch on YouTube. Right. Like, it is... Was such a weird... Oh, man. It's like, it's like a... a long time about Pathologic. It's like a CRPG, it's, right? It's... No, it's not. It's, what is it? That thing is like... It's like a first-person survival mystery game oh. like oh the first one was anyway i don't know what the second one's like but Pathologic, it is pathologic 2 is a surreal narrative driven survival thriller okay yeah that sounds like pathologic 1 it's so bizarre like i we'd need to have it our own podcast to talk about pathologic because okay. fucking hell that game but yeah okay. that, that has a sequel coming out and i might try that if i can stand it but yeah totally I, that sounds like a thing i'd i'd want to see for sure yeah um some stuff that also that I met I haven't got round to yet. Um, the Life is Strange episode three is out. I just haven't had the chance to actually sit down with it. I'm hoping. Oh to, yeah, sure. I'm hoping to download it. I mean, you're case. you're a busy man. You're moving house and stuff. I am, like and I also want to have it downloaded on my PC so that if our internet fucks up with, during the move, that I have something to you play. You have a thing. You know? Yeah. Also, um, a Plague Tale Innocence came out, which has been getting yes. wildly mixed. Well, no, like. The, the me, me, it, medium it's come, it come out it's come out and done the same thing that all focus home games do which is a bunch of people saying it's really really cool and interesting but 
it's difficult so, to play. Jim Sterling, <laughs> Jim Sterling says it's the best game he's played this year so far. So sure, okay. There's something in that that I need to. I, I might end up having a look at. Um, oh yeah, I, de- I definitely want to see it. Like yeah. it seems super interesting, so I need to. And also, um, Kiwami Two came out for PC, which would be the way to play right. that game. So uh, sure. I and I've heard that like it's a little bit disappointed by Kiwami One, but Two sounds like they've really blown that game out to be huge. So I need yeah. to I need to see what that is. So there's some stuff, even if there's no big games. Um, so actually, looking at the looking at the calendar, we've got one episode, one more podcast to do in the 28th ish, and then after yeah. that, it's it leads right into E3, which is interesting. Well, yeah, it, so it entirely depends on like what your what your life is. So we, we'll be ready to go basically for E3. I think at least we'll be able to do something. So. We should be doing doing our normal stuff um, over E3. It's more a case of, like, it'll be shorter than normal because basically nothing's happening on the Saturday and it's Sunday and Monday and that's a kind of it. So... Yeah. We'll see. We'll be doing something. Um, yeah. And I'm going to queue up all the Game of the Year stuff to happen next week while I'm totally out of action, basically. So that'll all start yeah, you're gonna next be, week. You're going you're gonna to be... Yeah. Out, out of earth which means i need to um, and then hopefully while i don't have internet it means i can write my top five which i never finished i have it in a google doc somewhere that i need to actually post oh and sure get ready yeah. or ready for so there's stuff happening but um game of the uh, bleh, game of the year will be yeah next week and finally get that stuff out yeah. you know yep. in may and <laughs> may Oh fuck! Anyway, um, at least we did it. That's... Yeah, totally. It needs to be out there. Um, so yeah, gameinstart.com is the, the website. We can find all of our podcasts, articles, and videos are up there. We are on YouTube.com/slash/gameinstart. Subscribe, you'll get notified when we put new stuff up. Uh, Twitter and Facebook. If you search gameinstart on there, you'll find us. Podcast at gameinstart.com is the email address. And yeah, we will see you in two weeks for an update. And then it's E3 time, so enjoy whatever Yay. you're playing, and we will see you there. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.